0: Hello, everyone. I just want to let you guys know that this episode was recorded in September. So if anything you hear is a little bit outdated, uh, that's why, especially uh, in regards to COVID-19. So just keep that in mind. I apologize. I haven't really got around to editing this episode. We've been super busy with school, but it's over now. So here we are. And also, before I go, make sure to check out our socials. So on Instagram is au or A-T-M-A-N dot A-U on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Atma or AtmaHealthAU, and on Twitter, it's AtmaHealthAU. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Have a good one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to what for you guys is a second episode. For us, it's the third time <laughs> recording, and I would like to apologize to Lewis and to you guys, because we recorded a 90-minute episode, an hour and a half, and I'm not going to lie, I messed <laughs> up. Um, I lost the audio. I, I it, it was corrupted, and... It's gone, so we're redoing it, this is the <laughs> second episode, and hello!
1: G'day Kyle, um, I thought it was pretty funny in reflection, although the day of it happening I wasn't too too satisfied with that outcome, especially because it was such a good episode, like we just kept talking because we were just like hitting it off, talking about some really good stuff. And... Yeah, which
0: doesn't happen very often, usually I get sick of this. So...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, usually I just don't want to talk to Kyle in the first place, it's not, it's not <laughs> like you're getting sick of it, it's sick to begin with. But yeah it
0: was it was an hour and a half worth of recording and we spent hours and hours letting it do its thing it audacity said not responding and then we thought it, we'd fixed it and you know we were super happy and then it turned out it didn't work so yeah, um, was- there's a lot it's like a roller coaster of emotions that day but we learned a lot from it
1: <laughs> which is yeah make sure that we actually prepare properly
0: and get our computers yeah. ready <laughs> which to be fair we still have not done because we have not discussed what we're going to do with this episode like will we talk about the same things which i don't think oh. we will. Because like similar things yeah but we won't we won't repeat ourselves completely but yeah trying, i was trying just, to remember from last time I was, that was just like yeah
1: yeah I, that's exactly right like i still want to talk about um what you thought about well let's just get straight into it if we can if it's cool with you yeah go for it i i wanted to bring up in the last podcast and this one again i want to talk about um firstly like what kyle what are your thoughts on like you know the current lockdown uh rules in both regional victoria and melbourne do you think it's a bit extreme when you look at america and like what little they're doing um and then I just wanted to talk to you about the entire topic of denying coronavirus as a whole. <laughs> oh, but oh, those man. are two pretty unrelated things. Not to try and set you up for anything.
0: <laughs> well, look when it, we talked about this last time, and actually went afterwards, and I, I, I took some time to think about, you know, what I thought about what you'd said and what you'd asked, which is exactly what you just asked Ben, um, which is, what do I think about the lockdown currently, and is it too much? But. I I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking about it today. I'm looking at the rest of the world and I assume a lot of Australians would be looking at England, looking at the US. Like England, English people are going on holiday to Greece and stuff. And yet in Australia, we're in lockdown and England has so many more cases than us. And you look at that and you think, how can the situation be so dire there? And yet it's just such a completely different response. I find it really fascinating, but I have to say, I do think that lockdown is the right thing and I don't think we're going too extreme because you'd rather be safe than sorry. And I know it's a very overused, and it's very cliche to say that, but no, in, in in a situation like this, it's, it's, it, you have to apply that.
1: I don't think that's cliche at all. And like you look at the death, we had 59 or something deaths today, 51 deaths. It's the Australian record um, in one day and it's from Victoria. And like that—that's insane, and that's such a small amount compared to America. So I, you know, people can call it—I don't know. I think it is. It is even where we're at now. Is it—is it enough? That's kind of where. Because I, I originally came on with the intention of like I was pretty neutral last last time we talked about it, but I thought about it as well. And to be honest, like you look at those type of numbers, and you look—you know—we're still getting a hundred cases a day. How much of that, like at what point is it like we should just go a full total stage four everywhere and just cleanse the state? Because clearly it's still not working to some extent.
0: Well, I would disagree with us. I think looking at the cases and how far we've gone down, yeah, we have had a lot of um, deaths from COVID, which is, you know, I can't even explain how sad that is. Um, So, you know, if if you know anyone who's been affected by coronavirus or by COVID-19, my thoughts are with you. But when you look at how many cases we're, we've got, it's going down dramatically. I think maybe 100, 200 recently in the past week, like every daily. And if you're looking at that, we're at a stage where we can still try and eradicate this virus from Australia. Whereas if you look at countries like the US and England, they're they're way beyond that stage. They were months ago, and it gets to a point where instead of trying to You know, instead of trying to eradicate it, you have to just try and slow it down the best you can. I think Australia and even Victoria is in a good position right now to say, you know what, we're going to try and eradicate it because we haven't got too many cases. Um, And we've seen a decrease in cases being in stage three and for Melbourne stage four lockdown.
1: Yeah, that is, you know, that is very true. But at the same time, we're still, we were down 70 a couple of days ago. We're back up to 110 today. We're still seeing a constant influx of cases and we were hoping to really have already killed it by the six week cycle, which I believe it's at its last, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the end of this whole lockdown, at least for regional Victoria, is at the end of next week. And we're still seeing 100 a day and, you know, I'm I'm just sitting there going, well, if there was a full... Total shut like everything boots up again and we get the round three come or round three comes is it just better to just from the start the moment we see it happening like I don't know what stage five is, but pretty much just locking everyone inside and saying one family member can go to the shops that's it and well, doing a full cleanse that way would be well I, I
0: think if it becomes it's a very fascinating situation. As sad as it is, because there's so many ways you can look at it. But the biggest thing is that this virus will not go away. The people who think it will be over by December, unless those vaccines that we talked about last time briefly from, from Russia and China somehow um, are perfect. Until a vaccine comes, it's, it's going to be wave after wave until enough people either contract the virus so that they can be immune to some extent, although that's even being questioned. Yeah. Or, or we get a vaccine. So, so I've I've always heard immunity is needed, and that's going to happen through waves and waves of a virus, or a vaccine. So, it's, it becomes a really difficult question for leaders to have to kind of choose their morals. Of do they allow, like you know, for for example, Victoria, which is where I'm trying to lead this conversation to, um to answer your question. In Victoria, we open up again. Cases start going up, but they they wait for it to build up a little bit more to get to i don't know 400 500 cases a day and then go back into lockdown just so that you can slowly start getting it through the population which sounds fucked up but it's a way a lot of countries have gone about it and it might be the way that you know victoria and australia end up going about it, it, it which it, it, it's that is a tough decision to make well, well i i don't know how wholeheartedly agree with that
1: because it's wholeheartedly i agree with that because there's a lot of evidence pointing towards antibodies from, you know, COVID, um, not actually withstanding a very long period of time. So a vaccine is more, well, a cure is more like a vaccine, like the flu shot that you might take once every so often. Um, instead of it being like that, they're they're not sure yet because they still haven't found a concrete vaccine, but I don't know how much herd immunity is going to help if, your antibodies are constantly regenerating, anyway. So, to me, it seems like the best thing we could do as an island nation is try our very best to just eradicate it. Even Queensland or New South Wales, there—I think it's New South Wales—they've um, been sitting at a cons- consistent, like maybe five or ten cases uh, per day, and they haven't been able to get over. Like they're not getting over that. They're keeping them. They're all. They know where they all come from. And they're tracing them all really quickly. If we could just get to that stage from like a big you know lockdown then i i i'm almost in support of that so we can kill it and be done with it instead of going back and forward
0: well look i'm not an expert you're you're not either no definitely not definitely not and so honestly i can see both sides of the argument for that kind of thing and like either way i'm not opposed to it i think it's an interesting discussion to have and i do look at it and you know, I find it fascinating to to look at different countries' responses, and I think Australia and New Zealand as well have done amazing. Yeah. Um, but Australia have done well, and I, I I think I agree that should I think we we need to keep that up. Whatever the government says, we need to kind of just stick to it. Either way, just be responsible, um, keep social distancing, keep wearing your masks, um, and I I think we're doing really well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely. I can definitely agree with that. And I think there also isn't isn't enough moments taken to just go, you know, we are actually doing really well. And Australia yeah. is like very lucky. So it is good I to agree, take a moment it of is, gratitude.
0: It is, but it's also about not getting complacent with it, which yeah, um, is something the governments have been worried about. So be proud of yourselves. Be proud of the people around you. Take a moment to realize that we're doing well, but keep it up.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I guess tying tying it into my second question, uh, what do you think about the people that are keeping it up, and what do you think about the people that are actively going against what the government's regulating because of their own beliefs on the reality of COVID and what it is? Yeah, you know, what what do you, do you think? There's any chance that we can talk to, like convince people like that to change their?
0: Well, Lewis... I think you know what I'm going to bring up. What do you get? Oh, I
1: think actually I do know what you're going to bring up.
0: There is, yes. there There is a guy who I, who I know of um, who we were actually thinking about working with, you know, on a project or something to, you know, help people. Um, we will not be doing that. Um, <laughs> I was, wonder why. <laughs> I saw on his Facebook he was posting, uh, he was sharing posts about how coronavirus is actually a conspiracy theory. And I just, I thought I thought it was so irresponsible to kind of post that stuff when this this person posts a lot about, you know, mental health and physical health as well and how to better yourself. So I thought from someone who's, you know, got, you know, they have that kind of respect from people around them as being that, being able to help people. I think sharing that kind of thing was really dangerous. And uh, we got into a bit of a discussion about it, me and this guy. And, Would you uh, call
1: it a discussion? What, what do you want us to tell the story properly? What, this was a post on Facebook. So what did what did you do straight away the moment you saw the post?
0: I think I commented saying it was really immature and irresponsible. Yep, <laughs> and, directly. And and to be fair, I I'm not going to lie. He was res, he was respectful to me, and I decided you know what I, I've got to be respectful back. I'm not going to get mad at this guy or insult him um, from that point onwards. And he was just like, look, if you if you don't like what I'm posting you know, anatomy, And I was like, you know what? I will. And he said, he said something along the lines of, you know, we'll see who was right in a, you know, in the future. And I was like, Oh, we will. And I'll come back to this because (laughs) I just don't see how I just, I don't, I just don't, I can't, I can't find myself agreeing with posting that kind of thing. And I think it's really irresponsible to, to just not follow the rules. If I think I said this last time, I'm going to say it again. If people follow the rules for as long as we need to, coronavirus is a vaccine or something, you know, it gets better. And then people complain and come up with these conspiracy theories. I would not care about that because you can have your own opinions, but you kept people safe. But posting that kind of stuff, not following the rules now when, you know, it's needed. I think that's just very irresponsible. That's just my thoughts.
1: No, I definitely couldn't agree more. And especially someone who, like you said, is posting to an audience that's probably to a certain extent uh easily manipulated and at least definitely malleable to other ideas and philosophies. And posting that type of content to not only act that way and you know, show that he does, but also encourage others to do so, and specifically a mental health, you know, demographic. I couldn't I think irresponsible is the only word to really describe it and how i felt about it so couldn't agree more i
0: I should point out that this is not what the podcast is going to be it's not going to to be us shitting on people who we disagree with Um, oh yeah definitely
1: not definitely not i just I, i i was just yeah i i was curious about the coronavirus uh and what other people thought about how the government was reacting so i wanted to ask kyle
0: yeah i do want to point out for the rest of this podcast Wow, I'm getting really loud emails. Um, for re- <laughs> For the rest of this podcast, I should give a disclaimer, as you know, I did in the last episode. I know it's obvious, but we're talking about mental health. Um, you know, trigger warning. If If that kind of stuff upsets you, be careful. Um, and yeah, I, I have to say that.
1: I think that that was pretty well put. Definitely better than after um, <laughs> we started talking about it, like last time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, luck. My- see, that's one of the good things about losing the audio from last time, because we talked about mental health, and then afterwards I had to give a disclaimer because I forgot, um, yeah. which was, you know, a bit bit useless. Not not
1: the best move
0: on our behalf. No, but Lewis, I would like to ask you a question. Yeah, go for it. Because we talked about this at the end of the last recording, which obviously we lost, um, yeah. and I want to bring it up a bit closer to the start, which is, how are you doing, truly? Um... I'm
1: good and I'm bad. Uh, I know that's... all. let me put my phone on silent. Sorry about that. Um, I know that that's a pretty vague answer, but there's a lot of... You know, I'm staying on top of my work for the most part, which I wasn't at the start, and I definitely wasn't last ISO. And I am feeling good, but a lot of days I could be doing other things, especially stuff like Atma, um, and this, I'm trying to sell clothes at the moment and just things like that, that I should be doing, but I just want to lie in bed half the time and not move. So I'm being really productive when I'm productive and I'm really flat when I'm flat. And I think a lot of it has to do with, for me at least, um, I get stuck in my own head a bit at home and I can't really just go out to break that cycle. I can go for a walk, but I can't go kick it with someone, you know, I can't go do something, um, so I can't really, if I'm in a bad mood, just physically change my surroundings to kind of break out of that. So some days I'm just flat and it's not great at all, but other days I'm really good. So
0: I it's get what of, you mean. Yeah. yeah. And I hope, I mean, I hope you know I'm here for you, but it's not much, you know, isolation is a struggle. And I think you've pretty much just described that. Um, we all experience it differently slightly, but um yeah exactly. i can I, I can i can definitely relate to the fact that you know you know i've had my up and downs and then i haven't been able to maybe do well i haven't had the same connection that i used to have obviously being at school or hanging out with friends that would help me Yeah, and i think it's really interesting to and it is it's really tough to kind of to kind of cope if that's something that you you know if that's one of your coping strategies to get out with friends which i think it is for you know a decent amount of people um or you know being at school helps me mentally um which <laughs> didn't think i'd ever say that sentence but yeah i can not
1: more the structure and the routine and seeing your friends
0: yeah absolutely and i i honestly miss being at school um which like uh, for a lot of people that sounds insane but to be honest I've always known that like school has been good for me it's it's stressful yeah but I'm making some amazing memories and I have in the past couple years um being at school and I I I guess I just missed that
1: yeah it is a really it's left a really like empty kind of like I said I, I I feel just drained some days and I really do think that you're right, being forced to get up, have a shower, get your blazer on, go see everyone at school, wait you know, wait in the front of the school before school starts and then go to class and wander around and sit with different people. And I don't know, it's a really... It gets you out your comfort zone and it forces you into a new environment. And for me, at least, I get really complacent and I just get comfortable not doing anything.
0: Yeah. And, you know... For- from my experience i've had bad days in the morning like you know when i've had school i felt really shit and i thought you know what i'm gonna go to school i'm really not gonna talk to anyone because i just feel so bad but by the end of the day most of the time i'm talking to my friends just because being around people so much lifts you at least a little bit um most of the time not all the time but most of the time for me at least being around other people being at school hearing other people laugh i can't help but just feel a little bit better and that's something that we're definitely missing. And I hope, Lewis. I hope you know that I'm always here for you. Um, you know, if you ever need a chat, if you ever need distraction or anything, um, I'm happy to play Minecraft. Or even though that's our realms running out soon.
1: Oh yeah, Are we haven't. Oh man. See, that's another thing. Like I, I actually want to play it, and I just don't think about it. And then I don't know. It just doesn't. Never happens.
0: No, that's okay, man. Um, oh my I, I, God, I. What was, was that? Is so loud. It's Smart. just my email.
1: I can't even hear it um i i do really appreciate that though kyle and i hope you know it's the same like if you want to just kick back or something and just like chat we can always do that um even if i am a ghost at responding
0: uh no that's fine though like i know that's you know you're not the best responder and that's that's understandable and that's fine especially in you know in this situation um i never i never expect that from you um that's good to be the perfect Responder.
1: Yeah, because you're gonna get let down if you if you expect that from me. Well, um if you
0: have expectations for anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. It'll never. It'll. Well, it's very unlikely that it'll ever be exactly what you expect. Yeah. Um. Now, what I wanted to go back and rewind, and I, I don't want to make it all about me, but there was something interesting we, we touched on, and I wanted to get you to hopefully engage in this type of rant again, like you did in the last time um, that we lost. Thank you very much, computers. So I get into a mindset where like I get pretty you know I get flat and then oh it's just one of those days and just and I kind of give up on that and I blame how I feel on that and I don't actually do anything to actively try to change it and then I get a couple of those days in a row so I'm just like it's that week and like you just I just don't do much when it's that type of week and I just sit around and or that type of day. And I blame it on my mood, if that makes sense. And I just say, well, that's my problem. I'm just in a bad mood today. Um, instead of actually trying to actively take some responsibility for how I feel and try and change it. Um, and you made the comment that you thought, you know, a lot of mental, mental health is like that. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah, see what you thought about people just blaming something. And,
0: yeah. Well, look... We're getting into an area where I'm not the greatest at wording things, so it might come off as, you know, as immature or, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Insensitive. Insensitive. That's the word. Thank you. Um, it may come off as insensitive, but I hope like I want to, I'll, I'll explain myself. I'll tell you what I mean. And then if need be, Lewis can help me out a little bit um hopefully 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 but look it's okay to have bad days it's okay to have bad hours it's okay to have a bad week it's okay to have a bad month it's okay to have a bad year but at some point we have to take responsibility and i know in the first episode we talked about how you know in this current situation you have to be you have to be living with yourself you can't be too harsh on the fact because you know we're living in a pandemic it's it's tough For a lot of people mentally, but you still have to take responsibility and say, I could have changed this. I didn't because it was hard to do, so I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but I still have the ability to. I still have that control to change something in my life, and that could be getting up out of bed. It could be getting ready. It could be getting that work done. Too many people, I think, and I know I did this for a long period of my life, almost my whole life until about this time in 2018. So probably about two years ago, um, where I started taking responsibility instead of blaming everything on other things or my mental illness. I said, you know what? I might not have got up out up and out of bed today. I might have felt really shit. I might have, you know, done something um, or annoyed someone because I was annoyed. But I'm not going to blame that on other things. I'm not going to blame it on my mental health. I'm not going to blame it on my genetic depression because that responsibility is still on me. And I think a lot of people, I. would you like to say something?
1: No, 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 continue. Sorry, I thought you were done. It's hard to tell when we're over call.
0: Yeah, no, it is typical. Um, And I can't wait. It'll be interesting to do podcasts face to face. Um, Yeah, it'll be fun. I feel like it'll feel weird after getting used to this. Um,
1: That is a big possibility as well.
0: But it'd be cool. I think it'd be a lot better. Um, Yeah, so do I. But I, th- I think we see a lot of people, and I know I did this in the past, take their mental illness and use it as an excuse for a lot of things around them. And I know that sounds insensitive, but I'd like to explain myself. We see people have bad days or, you know, we see people not giving their homework and constantly say, you know what, it's my depression. Um, I've had a, I've had severe depression for years. I can't do anything. Um, it's not my fault. And whilst, no, it's not that person's fault at all and they're going through a really hard thing, it's still their responsibility because the actions you take do affect your mental health. And you can get up and get out of bed, go into sunshine, which helps your mood. You can smile for 10 seconds. That helps your mood. That's biologically proven, by the way. If you smile for 10 seconds, I know that sounds stupid. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smile for 10 seconds now. Yeah, and I hope you, Lewis, do this, do this with me. And I hope if you're listening, smile. I don't care if you're on a bus, if you're on a train, just smile. I know it's really stupid. I'm smiling right now. You might look really dumb, but who cares? You know, you're making yourself biologically happier.
1: That And that was 10 seconds. And dude, I, I actually, I 100% agree with that. I'm not even kidding.
0: And it genuinely releases dopamine um, dopamine in in your brain. And that genuinely makes you happier. The point I'm trying to make is you can have a mental illness and that's okay. You can struggle. You can have those days where you don't do anything. You can have those weeks where you don't do anything and you just feel shit. And you know, you're, you're sitting in your own sadness. You're just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. But at some point you have to just get up and say, you know what? I have the ability to help myself in some kind of way. And it's not a cure for your mental illness. But you can get up and get out, get some sunshine, go for a walk, do some exercise, read a book, write down how you feel, something that will help you. And that is your responsibility, always. Now,
1: where I, now, I think you you were much more eloquently than last time. So I'm not even going to do some, you know, publisher editing type stuff from you and I'll just, yep, I, I, I got the message 100%. Now, where I disagree is. Um, I, what about people, and we, we talked a little bit and I want to hear your opinion again. What about people who, you know, have a chemical imbalance, a genetic issue that is a, you know, out of their control to a certain extent. It's not like someone who's just gone through a very difficult stage in life or something else. Like this is, this is someone who's really, really, you know, hitting it, going through something. Out of their control
0: well firstly i'd like to point out that my depression um, is genetic and it was a chemical imbalance that doesn't mean we can't affect those things it means that that yes it is out of your control firstly um to have to know that if you know that that means you've probably got an official diagnosis i would hope Um, which means that you've been to a doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist someone who can diagnose you with that and I hope that would mean that you have thought about the possibility or are trying medications because that is a big thing that can help. Because it's so tough. I under- like I I understand it more than I couldn't, couldn't put into words. It's so tough to feel like that and it's I can't even expl- I can't even put into words how much of a struggle it is. But medication can help. It didn't help me personally. Um i tried it it made me worse the moment i you know you know the moment i was able to convince my parents and my doctors to stop giving me medication i got a lot better but that is a rare occurrence i think medication you have to find the right one for you and sometimes you have to change after finding the right one because you know your body gets, gets used to it but please please if your doctor advises it you know or if your psychologist psychiatrist whoever is saying that it might be a good option please take it because it's not weak to have medication it's not weak at all so firstly there's that. but even for people with genetic um genetic issues and it's a chemical imbalance in their brain that causes their depression that doesn't mean you can't affect your mood it doesn't mean you can't affect your depression you know it might be uh like a smiling still releases dopamine that's still something that works biologically. You can still get out. You can still help yourself, and it's okay if you don't. I'm not. I'm not attacking anyone who doesn't, because I know how hard it is to help yourself. But there are still things you can do. And I feel. I feel like, even for people with genetic issues, you know, chemical imbalances in their brain, it's important to remember: it's not a solution. It's not a cure. It's not like you know, easily. Oh, just smile. Just go for a walk, and then you'll be fine you can't slowly get there. You can't slowly get better. And um done.
1: Okay, yeah, sorry. I I I, I really agree with what you've said actually, to be honest. And I think that you should always take something t- some type of responsibility and have the attitude, you know, I'm going to try and change something. Because even if physically you've got some I don't know if this exists, but some issue where you can't even register dopamine, you trying, you believing, you really focusing on the positive outcome where you smiling is going to make you feel better. That isn't going to affect you in any way other than having, you know, some good, positive thoughts going in your direction. I don't know, like whether it's, whether it works physically or not, I take a much more holistic point of view in that it just helps overall to keep a positive attitude Whereas a negative attitude is only going to make you more anxious about it. Oh, I can't feel happy if you're focusing on the negatives of something. So I agree with that. But I I do really think it should also be taken into, like you said, it should be taken really heavily into account that there are people out there that need, you know, just need medication to either get the ball rolling or to stay consistent. And, you know, exactly like you said, there's nothing wrong with that. There's such a stigma on drugs in general And they're they're not some, you know, like you said, it's not some weakness. It's not some, it's, it's the same as like a cast if you hurt your arm or even to a certain extent coffee when you haven't slept well, it's all just, I don't know. I really can't see that any other way. And it would break my heart if someone chose not to get help because they had a stigma around medication. But yeah I definitely I, find... I just I just want to say I definitely agree with what you're saying um, about you know taking some responsibility
0: and taking it into your control I find it interesting because personally I've not seen actual I've not seen anyone placing stigma onto someone else or anything like that around medication I've only seen it a thing of like people Personally, like for me personally, I thought you know medication is weak. I don't want to take it, even though I haven't been told that by anyone. I've never been abused about it. Maybe some people have, but from my experience, I think the stigma around it is just because it's not talked about enough. So I think, and I could be wrong. Uh, that's just my experience. I should put that out there. But yeah, no, I it just it, it like if you if we talk about it more, the fact that you know everyone, a lot of people take medication for different things, mental health and you know antidepressants and stuff like that drugs for your mental health should be the exact same they shouldn't be seen as anything more stigmatized than any other medication no medication should be stigmatized if it's something that's been prescribed for you and if it's helpful for you um and i you're not weak for trying medication you're not weak for you know having to to use it to feel a bit better um i i would hope that you know You've got to a point where you feel ready to truly help yourself, so that you can take medication and do other things to get yourself to feel better. Um, whether it's you know techniques that your psychologist has give you, given you, um, or if it's something you've learned from from me or something, because I've helped a lot of people um, in that sense. Being uh, able to, being yeah. able to have medit have your medication to give you that first step is really useful.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people really, and I think, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with it, it's not talked about enough, because a lot of people really do need that first step to kind of get over that hurdle a bit, and get the ball rolling, and start to actually get control of themselves and their thoughts, and some people, that boost up makes a significant difference. For me personally, um, the only experience I've had with consistent medication was sleeping medication, and... While I was I was on it, and I eventually got to the point where I didn't need it to sleep because I developed such a good sleep cycle, and now I have I sleep a lot better overall. Uh, when I was first on it, you know, I uh, I thought it was really quite stupid because it's just going to sleep, but that really was the difference between getting you know two, three, four hours, you know, of sleep a night to getting a consistent seven or eight hours every night, and now I. I carry that for the most part, um, you know, forwards, even after I've stopped taking the medication. So that's an example of something that isn't mental health related, helping kickstart a process that I just needed a little, like my body just needed to get going um, to sleep a
0: lot better. Well, I'm really glad that that helped you. And I'm glad that um, you were able to, you know, use those medications and not, you know, not stop yourself from doing that because of the stigma around medication. Um So I, I would like to say anyone anyone who's thinking about trying medication but has been, you know, umming and ahhing because, you know, you think it's weak or anything like that, it's not. Please. If your doctors or psychologists or psychiatrists, if any of them are, you know, recommending it, please give it a go. Um It's worth it. You have to stick with it and you might not have the right one on the first try. You probably won't if it's antidepressants. Um, yeah, okay. you, you have to stick with it and try and find the right one for you. But it's worth it. So let's talk about what your experience of not having the right one was. Well, ah, oh man, it's. I've got a funny story for the middle of this, um, because I had a I had a pretty funny experience, but once I had been diagnosed, which I think was early 2018, um. I was given medication, um, so I was diagnosed with severe depression, and I've most likely had it my whole life um, because I've always been feeling that way until up until the, up until twenty eighteen, where I started working on myself a little bit towards the end. Um, but I tried—I can't think of the name of it—but I've tried a couple of different medications. Now taking me on, taking me off, increasing the dose, um, and then they—you know—trying medication for a month or two or three months. And it wouldn't work, so they'd put me on a new one. But once I first got into the psychiatric ward, um, Banksia, which is in Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, um, they decided to put me on a new medication. They decided to give me sleep medication as well. And uh, this is, this is I find this quite funny. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> they'd given me sleep medication. Um, I think it was about 9 p.m. But the, the nurse had given it to me And then they thought it was so that when I go to sleep at 10, um, because, you know, for people my age at the time, um, we had to go to our rooms by 10. They thought that that would get me to sleep. But it was actually, the actual case was that you're supposed to go to sleep 10 minutes after taking that medication, because it was very strong. Oh, no. So I was sitting on the couch with my friends at the psychiatric ward who I'd, you know, become friends with. And, you know, the people there, it's... I I, we made a very good group of friends in the end, and we actually ended. I actually still keep in contact with some of them. Um, But I was sitting there, and I started (laughs) scratching my hair. Apparently, saying "There's rats in my hair." There's rats in my hair. I thought I I was floating um, in the air. Oh my god! And then I thought someone else's, this girl's hair. I thought her hair was like purple or something. And then they had to like they realized what was going on, so they got the nurses is like oh my god he's gone crazy we've got to put him in his room <laughs> so <laughs> they're like Carl let's let's go to your room let's go to sleep and I was just completely out of it I don't remember this by the way I've just got told what from other people and apparently oh my god I got up I started walking I walked to the other side of the ward before coming back and then going into my room so I took a really long route going into my room they got me in bed <laughs> so I was lying in bed like lying on my bed not even under a blanket or anything and apparently I kept lying down, like they'd get me to lie down then i'd sit up and they'd be they'd have to they had to make sure someone was watching me for pretty much a whole night they weren't sure what you know if i'd taken too much or anything um if they'd given me too much but I kept, apparently i kept sitting up being like the walls are closing in the walls are closing in and then they'd have oh. to be like carl no go back go back um you know lie down go to sleep and i have to say that night i remember waking up in the morning and feeling like i'd had the best night of sleep ever so it worked <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> sounds con- like the craziest drug oh my god dude they gave me they oh they they messed it up real bad um because that did not go well um there was definitely some kind of miscommunication either between the nurses or between me and the nurse for not going to sleep 10 minutes afterwards or within 10 minutes
1: yeah
0: but like that's an incredibly fast like that's an incredibly fast drug, I feel like. Yeah, I that's what
1: was. I was just thinking. Most most like pills people do takes at least an hour to break down. That's what then, I would thought. And then it takes another hour for it to like fully come up. Uh, or up to an hour. So it can take, you know, an hour for some people, or it can take two hours for
0: some. I feel like that's I feel like ten minutes is very fast time for that to happen, and yeah. that is weird. But
1: then you think about alcohol. How long does a shot of alcohol take to kick in? True. True no good point it, it's got a really high it, it would just have a really high bioavailability and be mm. really easily absorbed by your body that's crazy though That like they gave that to you that's fully like out of this world
0: yeah, well, man well my, my sleep used to be terrible and it still isn't great i only actually found out recently like the other week literally um that it wasn't it, that it's not normal to wake up like a dozen times throughout the night i thought that was <laughs> a normal thing oh my god and i now realize that it's not and i'm now realizing that my sleep would be considered bad by most people and i thought it was just normal um but sleep is something i've always struggled with especially um you know in the worst of my depression because i always used to have the worst thoughts at night as i think a lot of people would be able to relate to and in terms of antidepressants um they put me on new antidepressants when i first got into psychiatric ward tried those tried a couple different ones by about july um, i I told them like i don 't want to be taking medication anymore i like because for me, they all just made me feel just emotionless completely, and i'd have some sad emotions and like i 'd feel depressed but i wouldn't i wouldn 't feel anything good and for a while, like after a while, that got more tiring for me than feeling sadness and feeling happiness as well sometimes, rarely but sometimes i'd rather Ooh. have a full scope of emotions and feel nothing except sometimes a bit of sadness and for me that was you know even more depressing it just felt grey. everything felt dull and that's obviously because i didn't find the right medication that's not gonna necessarily be true for you so don't use that um like please don't let me scare you off trying medication but uh i attempted to take my own life in august after that they were like okay let's listen to what Carl wants let's see if it works so it's obviously, if there's nothing at that point you you get desperate you have to try things um so i think that's what the doctors and my parents thought you know let's see if it works i got off medication within a couple weeks after you know it kind of worn off the side effects were gone i was getting back to my normal self i instantly um, found it i was way less tired all the time so i could work on myself way more and it was a massive change to suddenly suddenly stop out of nowhere which usually i don't think is recommended um, I think you're supposed to like slowly go off it. Yeah. But uh, instantly I had all these sad emotions, but sometimes I had happy ones and that's what kept me going. So I hadn't experienced that in so long, uh, you know, way more intense emotions. And I was able so- to work through it, work on my mental health, work on my mindset. And I got better.
1: See, I was going to say, do you think doing the medication and you having the experience of feeling totally numb to everything showed you that, because we, we've talked about it and you talked about in the corrupted episode, how you feel that being sad is a good feeling because it's a feel like you can experience that emotion and well, actually, you don't have to run from it. It's not a bad emotion necessarily. And do you think having that feeling of almost no emotion now makes you more grateful for the feelings of emotion that you have no matter what they are?
0: Well... I you're right you are 100% right and I want to explain why if that's okay
1: yeah go can yeah, go for it
0: when I was in the psychiatric ward um I had this nurse came talk to me after i had attempted to take my own life and I'd been in the psychiatric ward for a couple of weeks and that's what changed my life because I suddenly realized I'm really lucky to be alive like really really lucky and suddenly I felt like you know what I'm going to start working on myself because i just felt grateful to even be around i still felt shit all the time i always had these depressing thoughts and i always thought about ending my own life and i always thought that everyone hated me but i started working on it i started not just believing them and you know um eventually i started loving myself and all that but um there was somewhere i was going with that hold on um yeah I'd, i'd become grateful for everything around me um Including sad emotions, because so I was like, holy shit, I'm lucky to even be able to experience this emotion. And it led me to a really interesting place, where, because I now, even now, even to this day, I look around, I'm grateful for everything. Right now, I cannot explain the true, just, glee, the pure joy I feel in being able to sit here, being alive, talking to you, Lewis, doing this podcast for whoever's listening... <laughs> i just i just i don't know i feel so lucky to be here and i had that feeling and suddenly i didn't see sadness as such a negative thing anymore because without sadness happiness does not exist and without yeah. happiness sadness does not exist so now when i do have sad moments um which admittedly in the past couple of months has been pretty often um i don't necessarily see it as a bad thing because I know that from sadness comes happiness and I'm just able to sit there and appreciate it for what it is. So I sit there being sad and thinking, wow, I'm really glad that I'm feeling this emotion right now, which is such a weird thing to think, but it's genuinely true. And that comes from being grateful.
1: Uh, It's interesting that though, that having a negative experience from medication actually helped you, which again is another reason why someone should try medication because maybe it'll be that, you know, almost almost sense of post-traumatic growth which is what we talked about in the first episode Mm. and that total you know lack of all feeling that's taken away from you that gives you gratitude when any feeling comes back and like you yeah that to me is a form of post-traumatic growth but that all sums up more reasons for people to go try medication if it's what they're recommended and to be open to the option and i think that it's yeah, it's really something that we sh- more people should be open to. So, yeah. I got to thank you for sharing all that cuz I you know, it, it is hard to share. But um more importantly, I think it's it's awesome that you can take a negative thing like being sad and try and find a different perspective on it and you know, go, well, I have to be sad in order to feel happiness. And well, Take a negative thing and you know, like I said, look at it from a different angle, a different point of view, a different perspective, and change what that thing is. So well,
0: the the way I see it, I can be sad and not take anything from it. But then, what's the point? Like there isn't any. Life is way too short, and I realized this after almost losing my life. Life is way too short to just not take something from every situation. So, like, I could be sad. I could sit here and feel sorry for myself for being in a pandemic in year 12 and, you know, for having gone through all my experiences and being sad maybe right now. I'm not sad right now, but, you know, as, as an example, being sad right now, wanting to cry, whatever it is. But there's no point in it. And I don't see a point in not taking something from it, from not learning from it in some kind of way, not making it useful. And it doesn't always have to be this big thing of like, oh, okay, now I'm going to go do this amazing thing from my experience. It can just be, you know what, I'm learning from this experience. I now know what to do next time or, you know, I'm learning what it feels like and I'm going to use that to mature um, or to grow emotionally or to, you know, help yourself in some kind of way. It can be small, but still using everything, every situation around you to improve yourself or, you know. Making it useful in some kind of way. Um, So that's always my mindset. Even sadness, I try and make it something that, you know, is helpful in some kind of way.
1: Uh, I think that's, you know, like I was saying, that's taken taken bad things and turning them into good things. And that is, in essence, a way to never have a bad thing happen because it can Mm. have a positive angle. So this brings it all back around to, you know, cause we're, we're, we're quickly running up to the hour mark and I think oh, that this shit, is a pretty true. good, a pretty good wrapping up point. Um, so I've got a question for you, Kyle.
0: Go on. How are you, mate? Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. This year has been a learning year for me. How so? I don't like calling it a bad year. I'm not sure if I said that in the first episode or this or the second episode that got corrupted.
1: I think it was the second one, but yeah,
0: okay well, I don't like having I don't like calling a bad year a bad year because then I don't learn anything from it. I like calling it a learning year because if it's been a tougher year, it means I've had a lot of opportunities and hopefully I've taken those opportunities to grow in some kind of way and this year has definitely been a learning year um from dislocating my shoulder to um, I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> to, uh, oh okay. I, this might be too much information. I don't really care. You asked how I am, so I'm going to tell you. Um, yeah. obviously you know. A couple of months ago, I broke up with my girlfriend. Um, she was yeah. the first girl I've ever loved, like truly true love. And I'm not going to lie, I'm still <laughs> like it still affects me a lot, um, a lot more than I'd ever like to admit and to be honest the last couple of months haven't been the greatest do mentally you,
1: do you feel like like you really miss her and you want you wish it didn't end or is it I don't, more
0: i'm not sure if i necessarily anymore miss her or just miss someone i can't tell for a while for a, i would say for a, like for an three or four months after a breakup or two or three months after a breakup, it was definitely missing her. Now it's at a point where I just feel like I miss having someone. Um, you, you because, know. because I don't open up to many people. It might seem like I do on my Instagram stories and stuff, but tr- I don't truly open up to anyone in my life right now, um, which sounds very bad. And I really do need to find someone to be able to talk to. She used to be that person um, and I've lost that. So to be honest, the last couple of months has been really tough for me mentally and I'm not even going to, one day I will go into my mind state at this time. I don't feel comfortable doing that now, but, um, I totally
1: respect and understand that You, you have no responsibility to share any of your emotions on a podcast. And the fact that we even can sit here and talk about most things pretty openly shows, Hmm. I don't know that both of us are already willing to put ourselves in the line of it. Yeah. Um, and so thank, th- thank you for saying that you're even, you know, you are still upset over your girlfriend. Cause that's hard to admit.
0: That's hard. X should say, um, X, but yeah, yeah shit, Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. thanks Lewis. Um, so uh, helpful. So I'm
1: going to kick that out of Atma now guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Part two. Um, But no, look, I'm struggling more than I'd like to admit, but that's okay. Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm okay with the struggle because I'm learning from it. Um, I think it's, you know, I'm not being harsh on myself over the fact that I think I am struggling. Um, I'm just getting through each day and that's that's okay. It's okay to struggle. And I, I feel like that should be pointed out. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Oh,
1: couldn't agree more. Couldn't have said it better myself. And it's also, you're going through a time of extreme isolation. Of course, you're going to miss having a bit of comfort, having a bit of humanity in your life, especially when you've gone from, you know, having a relationship with a girl that you really love. So you've you've got to also remember, like, maybe if you're at school with the homies, talking to people, like, it would be a bit easier. But you're also in the worst possible a situation to go through a breakup which is that where all you've got to do is sit around
0: and be by mm. yourself i wonder if she's listening to this um if she is she'll know who she is obviously um i just want to say thank you if she's listening to this for being in my life because i feel like you said that in the second episode that got corrupted maybe or the episode before that in the first episode um it's kind of just about being able to appreciate the moments you did have as well yeah so, definitely and i do i do really Appreciate those moments more than I could put into words. Um, but it'd be funny if she's listening to this because that would be awkward. Um, well, but you know, yeah, I, t- yeah. I, I learned from it. I had some amazing memories that so I will remember forever. Being an adult, I'll look back on it. My first true love. Um, and I think you know, that's special,
1: man. That is special, and it's good that you're not going to let. Uh, a bitter mind taint your precious memories you've had with someone because Mm. a lot of people let jealousy let their own personal stuff get in the way and it corrupts and distorts their memory of an individual Mm. um and you're remembering her for the good things which is really a sweet thing
0: i think look i think considering the relationship i had with her sometimes it's okay to be bitter towards people if it's especially if it's you know it felt toxic in your life or something. But to be honest, like I have nothing to be upset or mad about over, like towards her. Like I, there's, there's no reason for those feelings at the start. I did feel those because I, but I knew it was, you know, it wasn't necessary, but it helped me move on at the start. Yeah. But I've taken a couple of months enough. You know, I can realize now, you know, there's no reason to have hard feelings. Like we had good times. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. That's fine. There's no reason for me to be immature about it. If you know what I mean,
1: yeah, definitely. I I couldn't relate more, man. Um, and it's and you're definitely right about learning the lesson of just appreciating the memories you do have with someone, not being sad that it's over, being happy that it happened. Mm. Um, that's a big that's a big lesson I've learned from a lot of my re- relationships after they've ended.
0: You know, I'll leave it on one more thing of me being, um, you know, vulnerable, being open. The other day well, it's just start of September, so it's you know, spring now, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it is spring. I had to make sure in my head. But uh <laughs> <laughs> First you know, first day of spring it was a nice day and the nice weather actually reminded me of her, which is really tough because now the last last couple of days of nice weather has been a reminder of her from the memories we had in the you know, in the nice weather. And that's made it worse but also better because it's just nice to reminisce on good memories but i don't know i thought i'd just bring it up i'd be vulnerable one more time in this episode before we you know end it i think but uh um
1: i i i can i can definitely relate with um my friend getting his peas recently um and going for a drive and going through a drive through a kfc um and shout out, shout out to the homie Andy who popped <laughs> popped the tires on his Merc the first day he drove it, or a tire. But um, that going through the drive through definitely reminded me of my ex girlfriend because she had her P's and we used to drive around a lot together. And it just it made me, you know, I, I was sitting there and I was like the last person I've been in who was you know a P player was my ex, and I was in her car twenty four seven for about a year. And it was a kind of, um, you know, it's sad I'm not going to be in her car again. Also because that car's broken, moment of silence for the beast. But um, it's more, you know, instead of going, well, that sucks, I'm not going to be doing these things with her that I used to. It, yeah, it is a kind of nice thing to look back on and go, well, you know, at least that happened. At least I got to have those memories to be sad that they're like, I should feel happy that I'm sad because being sad that they're over means I got to have them in the first place. Yeah. Bam. I don't know that if that was... makes sense, but I really relate to what you're saying.
0: No, that was good. I like that. Um, Thanks. Nice little <laughs> quote there. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree 100%. But uh, I do want to say to any people out there listening, um, especially any guys, because you know I can relate a lot more to guys than I can to girls. Um, <laughs> because, unsurprisingly... <laughs> Um that just makes sense carl who would have known but i would like to say it like especially around for the stigma around guys speaking up i'm proud of every single one of you listening and you know i'm always here for you um and just thank you for listening thank you for listening anyone who listens to
1: these you know you guys are like actual ogs i don't understand why yeah, so, like, yeah so something is seriously wrong with you. No, we're going to just start bullying the audience. Like, <laughs> into maybe start roasting Kyle them. In 2018.
0: No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> we, we can't
1: do um, that uh, uh, <laughs> we, oh, See, see Kyle, and I, Kyle and I have a sense of humour when we joke about these type of things. We, and well, that was kind of under my breath anyway. So I'm hoping that, was... that, that one just goes...
0: Dude, this is a mental health podcast. You can't say
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's good to be back and to know us. Um, <laughs> oh talking about God. talking about us, talking about us. Go follow Kyle. What's your plug your
0: insta. Go, bang. Kyle Jadali, K-Y-L-E, J D A L I.
1: Lewis loves monkeys. One word, Lewis spelt the normal way. Um, <laughs> at, go follow us if you if you want someone to talk to, you know, shoot us a message. I'm an awful replier. Kyle's a lot better. But like we mean it when we say like we're just people and like if there's just someone out there who wants someone to talk to, especially in these isolating times. Both me and Kyle will do our best to reply. I will get there in ten years. Kyle probably about ten minutes. Yeah. But either way, we are there if someone needs it. Yeah, hundred so percent. Reach out. And on that note, if you've made it this far, um, go send us a text on you know Atma or either of our accounts. Um, and say, you know, Nike clocks because that's a cool phrase. You know, Nike that, clocks. If anyone anything...
0: actually Hold on go on, sorry, my no, no, you're going, no, you go,
1: you go.
0: Yeah. If anyone's actually listening it listening to it this far, um I should plug our socials. It's ATMAN.au on Instagram, Atman dot um, pronounced Atma, but that's okay. On Facebook, Atma Health Twitter Atma Health go check us out. Um, and DM us saying what Lewis just said. I think it's Nike, Nike, Nike clocks yeah, because, that's it, bro. because it's really, really useful for us to know who's listened to it the whole way through. I don't think anyone actually will genuinely. I don't think anyone will. So if yeah. anyone does, it will genuinely make my day and probably Lewis's day as well.
1: <laughs> for real. I Someone, we let, we let one person listen to it and oh my, Nally's amazing. She, she listened to it. She messaged me and she goes, yeah, you know, like this, I've never, I haven't related to something more that felt so good to know I wasn't alone. I actually started crying when she said that, not that I ever told Nellie that, and she's now gone on to shave her head and donate the money to Headspace. I saw that. So like, that was, uh, like, shout out to Nellie, you're an absolute legend, Nellie Stevens, I believe, oh my god, if I get that wrong, I'm an awful person. <laughs> but, Dude,
0: this shaved head <laughs> looks so good on her as well. Yeah, facts. I thought I st- <laughs> we shouldn't say that.
1: No, no, no. I just I instantly agreed that we should we should leave talking about girls.
0: At- yeah, no, definitely, because definitely. If, um, but I was talking to her about it. You've done well, Dolly. I was talking to her about it, so I feel like it's not as bad to say. You know, I think it's a really good cause. And it, when you shave your head, you have a really cold head, so I feel bad for her in that sense. That she's gonna have to wear beanies and hats all the time now to keep yeah, her head warm. But definitely. I think it's a really awesome cause. And if you haven't donated. If you can, you can maybe still go down there. I'm not sure when this is going up, so probably not. But uh, it was really good to hear that she liked the podcast so much, her first episode, because if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you probably have access to the first one. But at the moment, the first episode for us still has not been released. And we're yeah. waiting on one more thing, and then we're ready to go. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully news on this headspace will be happening soon.
0: Yeah, but I feel like we should end on that because we're kind of just yeah, going yeah. on now.
1: We definitely so. should. Definitely All should. Right. All
0: right, well, thank you guys for listening. Any last words, Kyle? Uh, peace out. Yep, sounds good. Catch you. <laughs> See ya.